Hello, welcome back to Journal Update, the podcast about games that give us choices. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Molly. And we're joined by Hannah. What's up, nerds? First two-time guest. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome back. We played a different game this time. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we we thought about playing the other one again, but we decided nah. <laughs> Listen, the multiplayer servers are down, or I would still be playing Andromeda to, to till this very day. Damn. You know what else has multiplayer? Uh, <laughs> it's Deus Ex, right? It is. Uh-huh. But before we get into the far flung future of, uh, I guess it's just Earth. There's not. Yeah, it's anything Earth. interesting and in, yeah, yeah, it's Earth. Anyway, before we get into the future, mm-hmm. let's go to the past. Who's played video games this month? Uh, I haven't actually. No shit. I haven't. I don't think I've played I anything new. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been playing Apex. I've played some Splitgate, uh, which I think what is new to what? this podcast. I don't think yes, we've talked. About we have Splitgate. not talked. We've. We did not have Splitgate last time we recorded. Molly, what's Splitgate? Uh, it is a Halo-like shooter, uh, but they gave you the portal gun uh, at the same time. That's okay. pretty much the entirety of it. Uh, it uh-huh. is a multiplayer game with um, some very obnoxious UI, uh, and I don't know, it's it's perfectly serviceable. I'm going to play a little bit of that, playing some Apex Legends. Uh, very aggressive monetization in Splitgate. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but everything's also really ugly, so I don't really feel compelled to spend any money on it. So Right. It's really ugly. It's being pushed really hard, but really badly, because the UI is so bad. So it's a really weird thing to look at and just go... Huh. I'm not even talking about the UI. I'm just talking about the items on offer are just hideous. That, too. Um, the, the various unlockable uh, costumes that you have to get piecemeal... Uh, they're all ugly. Ew. Yeah. Um, I remember um, when Fall Guys came out, my girlfriend was trying to play it a bit, and uh, something that she noted was like how much easier the game's like menu system made it to just buy hideous shit instead of like playing a game. Like yeah. the option to like start around is like tucked away in a corner of the screen, and like everything else is just like there's a special offer on for like five dollars where you can look horrible. Are you sure you don't want a chef hat? That's so wacky is the thing. Yeah, very random. What if it was like the Gamer Pope hat from Control-Alt-Delete, though? Is that in oh there? Oh, God. No, oh. but I was just... I don't know why that's the hat that I don't know why mind. either, I'll be honest. <laughs> Winterinemus, as we all know. I um, haven't thought about control I don't, what are you talking years? about? It's fine. I never read that comic. Uh, I had I had a lot of life before you knew me. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> um, I played about eighty percent of the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Are right, are you still playing it? Yeah, but I had to stop and play Deus Ex. Right, so I didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't um, think I mentioned, but I did play all of Final Fantasy 15. I did finish that. I can't remember if that was... Oh, right. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't remember. You definitely didn't talk about it, because I feel like I would remember if you were like got emotional on the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, it's really good. 
is the thing. Like that, that game's fucking great. I love to be on a road trip with the boys. It's on my list someday. It's just uh, there are other Final Fantasies I would want to play. First. Uh, admittedly, I did only play it because it was free and right in front of me. So, you know what? That's fair. Uh, also, M really likes it, so I wanted to give it a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to ask Hannah? Hannah, have you played any video games? Uh, yes, I have actually. I know that like last time I was on here, I was pretty much like, yeah, I, I pretty much don't play video games anymore. But um, I've actually gotten back into it since I've uh, moved apartments. And so right now I'm playing uh, a run of XCOM kind of cooperatively. Like we make decisions together. I handle most of the like squad battle stuff. And then Olivia handles most of the kind of like base management strategic layer level stuff. Um, And that's been super fun. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite games. Um, it's it's a sort of game that like you say I fucking hate this game like a million times as you're playing it, and like I think that this time especially like I've really noticed like just how obnoxious a lot of like the UI shit is, and how like you can't do anything in the strategic layer without like getting like five pop ups that interrupt you. Yeah. But as a core experience of just like moving people uh, on a grid and you know like combining their abilities and getting flanking shots and taking out like a dozen aliens with your four assholes like there's really nothing that can beat it um so it's it's been really fun we had a really great session earlier today and uh i missed it a whole lot so i'm glad to be back on that saddle yeah nice yeah and then the other game that i'm playing um with my girlfriend esther uh, is we're doing a Borderlands 2 co-op run. Um, oh, sure. Which, like, you know, y- y- you win some, you lose some with that game. Uh, it <laughs> is, in fact, like, as obnoxious as we all remember it being. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Never played it. Every, every character but... is either, like, please shut the fuck up right now, or, like, at best. Um, like, I don't mind Handsome Jack as a presence, uh, the main villain, but, like, his shtick is pretty much entirely just Sterling Archer. And it's like, well, yes. you know, that show was funny for a few seasons. So there's worse things you can steal from. But it really is shameless just how much they rip off from it. But you know what that game has? What does that game have? It has really fucking cool skill trees. Yeah, I like the skill trees in those games. I, I think Borderlands 2 is a really good time. Yeah, it those go a long way. You can get really cool builds. The gunplay is solid. Um, and just like, you know, I, I like experiences fundamentally that are just about like repeatable loops and numbers going up, um, but that also have like a bit of a, an active component to it. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds and kind of is the a perfect like overlap of types of games that Esther and I are interested in. Um, yeah. Because like... I think she she's like a big Apex person now too, and I'm like, oh no, I do not trust myself with a multiplayer shooter right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's something that we can both enjoy, and that goes a long way. Well, that's fun. Okay, Nora, you can I go now. Owned... <laughs> I have owned the Borderlands trilogy. 
I think it's three, right? It's There's probably the handsome collection games. or whatever. There's yeah, but uh, never even installed it before getting rid of it again because I never had anyone to to act to play co-op with. But yeah. oh, I'll play those games solo. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I only bought it to play with someone, and then we didn't. And then it was like, well, I guess I don't need this disc anymore. Whew! Yeah. That was the sound that the disc made when I threw it. My, um, I gathered. At the GameStop. So my, my best friend in college graduated a year earlier than me, and he got uh, an apartment, like, across the river from my dorm. And so, like, a couple times every weeknight, uh, or every uh, every week, uh, I would walk over the the bridge to visit him, and we would play Borderlands for three hours and eat chicken selects at the local McDonald's. And sounds great. I want to go back so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in the world with chicken selects. The Borderlands is optional. Yeah, you know, like. We could be playing another game. Could like, be any game. Borderlands, Borderlands is fun, but like I mainly just missed the chicken select. I was never allowed to have chicken selects. You were banned oh, really? from chicken selects. Yeah, they were too expensive. Oh yeah, I mean you would get the chicken nuggets if you know if if we went when yeah. I was yeah. a kid. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the time I like was in charge of my own McDonald's thing. I don't think chicken selects were around anymore. No, they replaced them Devastating. with much worse chicken tenders. Yeah, I tried them one time and was like, oh, I can't... No, uh-uh. Yeah. And never touched it again. Kind of too sour for their own good. And, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, if you're eating chicken tenders, then, like, you can't front that, like, oh, yeah, what really matters here is the juicy meat. No, just make the breading as craggy as possible. Just... Yeah, dude. Give me, like, a detailed landscape of breading to chomp on. Just fuck me up with that breading. There you go. <laughs> uh, I thought a lot about video games this month, but I didn't really play many more other than uh, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got ex- got existential about RPGs this month. Existential. Yeah. Existential. Not existential. Is there any reason why you got uh, existential about JRPGs? <laughs> um, was the Grink there? <laughs> <laughs> the Grink was there, and he was like, you've never even finished any of the RPGs that you've played the last year. Yeah. And I was like, no, don't look at me. <laughs> you know, it's a game that, uh, that I've been like thinking about very like nostalgically, but also like, what the fuck was that? Um, I've been thinking about Icewind Dale a whole lot, cause like, it's it's the sort of game that like is in a sort of shared legacy, roughly, with a lot of these like classic journal updated type mm-hmm. games. Um, in that it's like it uses the Infinity Engine, it uses Dungeons and Dragons, it's isometric. So it's like, oh, like Baldur's Gate and Planescape Torment, right? No, completely wrong. This is a game that has like no choices in it whatsoever, except for like character builds. It is just a linear dungeon crawl. And for like something like that to kind of be in in this like like I said, shared lineage with these like, you know, classic games that people talk about when whenever they're like getting really nostalgic about like how good, you know, uh these games allegedly used to be. Um, it's just so weird to have just like a fun shallow dungeon crawl be in that same place 
And I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm in the mood for that. So I'm sure that there's like a enhanced edition that's available for phones that I can just download and play that next month. Yeah, I, I had that itch myself and pirated something. What, the, what was that new, I say new like six years ago, Grimrock? Is that what, what it was? What the fuck Legend are you talking Grimrock? about? I have no idea. <laughs> the, there was like a blobber, a modern blobber that came out like six years ago. And it got a sequel after that. It was like tile-based, turn-based. Um, sure, man. I, I don't know. The... Possibly. Anyway, I downloaded it, but haven't started it yet. Um, I don't know. I was just getting... I was just like thinking a lot about like why I like RPGs so much, but why I don't actually finish them or play them that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and why, like, I dropped wizardry stuff because I really like the theming and I like the setup and everything. I like the characters. But then when I actually play the game, I'm just doing the same thing forever. Um, down to, like, every encounter playing out exactly the same because the three people in the front are going to stab with their swords and the three people in the back are not going to do anything unless I need to cast a spell. And then that's just the game forever. Yeah, bad news about video games. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it probably sounds like somebody who plays a lot of shooters saying, I'm tired of putting the reticle over a guy <laughs> and point the trigger. trigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it is just me, when I'm mashing the button to do the same actions over and over again from, like, the jump, that tells me that's not... Like, I need something to make me do that. Yeah. And the 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 numbers going up in this case don't do it for me. God, I, I just love that. it when a number goes up. It's really good, though. It's real fucking good, though. <laughs> God, I, 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 I never played any of the Borderlands 2 DLC, but I think we might get it if we end up, like, really vibing with the, like, the main campaign playthrough. And I saw they just like added so many like rarity tiers of loot. Yes, and, there's like pearlescence and stuff like that. Just got seraphic. Out of yeah. What is this destiny? Uh, kinda. Um, yeah. Like the I actually played Borderlands three and liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, so uh, we, I mean, we might it's play three if those. we end up liking two. So. Yeah, I mean, I I would recommend. I think it's fun. I think the new characters are fun. Uh, and. Yeah. Uh, you know the story is whatever because it's a fucking Borderlands game, but you know I, mm-hmm. I had a good time. It is it is a Borderlands. If you want more of it, they make they're making them. You know, there's a Borderlands game on our to do list for this podcast. Oh, the fucking Telltale one, Tales. In a way, <laughs> is that what you're getting at? Because Cr- crossword voice in a way. <laughs> 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 yeah also we're all playing the new york times crossword right yeah that's, that's the, the other, other game, game that i played that, all I, that i've literally i've spent like a whole game's worth right like 12 plus hours more doing this fucking crosswords yeah, yeah. it's been like two weeks i actually did i thought i lost my streak last night but i didn't lose my streak it's it's been like i think it's been three weeks of anywhere from half an hour to an hour and a half per day. Yeah. Doing crosswords. Yeah, I, for the, on the New York Times. I usually do them before bed to put me to sleep. Makes sense. That makes sense. I, I poke at it at work when I have a moment. Mm-hmm. I'm on a team with Crystal because uh, 
neither of us are really confident in our ability to do the Thursday to Saturday ones on our own. Oh yeah, but, I can't. yeah. Together we've uh, we've got a streak going. Nice. Yeah, I um, oh, yeah. I have no shame when it comes to like when I get stuck. I'm like I'm just looking it up now. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, because it's supposed to be fun. I I don't want to get mad at the crossword. So when I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I can't fill yeah. anything else in, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look up the rest of the answers. I don't really care that much. Um, you don't want to get mad at the crossword, like if the crossword lied to you, for example. I was mad about the crossword <laughs> lying to me that one time. But wait, which one was yeah. this? This was the cross country one that was oh. earlier this week. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that one. That one felt like it was lying to me, but. <laughs> um, Wait, you don't remember that classic uh, John Cleese movie, A Fish Called Rwanda? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the cl- it's the classic. This film. is we this is nothing it. for anyone listening to this. This is <laughs> nonsense. This is why I'm trying not to get no, too deep into it. No, you know what this is? Let's. You know what this is? This is the yeah, pod. The pod. Uh-huh. You, you undercut my segue like that. <laughs> Deus Ex. My segments are my segues are augmented. <laughs> I don't think they are. <laughs> um, Deus Ex released in two thousand by Ion, Ion Storm. Storm. Yes, mm-hmm. Ion Storm. they developed. Yeah. I don't know who published it. Eidos was it? Eidos, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might know Ion Storm from uh, Thief: Deadly Shadows. Yeah, and that well, okay. I'm lo- I'm actually I don't looking think... at the page now. <laughs> I don't think that's their big um, release. Well, here's the thing. There's two separate lists here: Ion Storm Austin and Ion Storm Dallas. I mean, well, here's the thing. You may know Ion Storm from a little fucking game called Deus Ex, like, or because well, it's yes, made by a bunch of guys it's... who were very famous at the time. It's just funny to see Ion Storm Austin, Deus Ex, Deus Ex Invisible War, Thief Deadly Shadows, Ion Storm Dallas, Die Katana. <laughs> yeah, that one uh, didn't go so good for them. <laughs> no, not really. Same year as Deus Ex, if you can believe it. I can. Yeah. And I will. I feel like I haven't heard um, anyone talk about Die Katana in a long, long time. But like, even through the 2000s, it was just unescapable as far as like gamers uh like using it as a go-to for like you know dog shit overhyped games yeah um but it's 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 kind of like lost that unique reputation at this point i do think think... that um if you bought that game uh that uh john romero did make you his bitch though yeah if you did Uh, buy it that did happen (laughs) i think maybe part of that sort of reputation shift is also aided by the fact that uh john carmack and john romero kind of had reputation swaps over the last (laughs) 10 years (laughs) where john romero might be kind of a real one yeah Yeah. just seems like a a nice older guy who's like involved in a lot of like mentorship for for people yeah uh, but we're not here to talk about Daikatana today, at least. Yeah, I am not going to be um. playing Daikatana, so don't even <laughs> fucking try it. <laughs> What's the worst don't. thing that happen? Anyway.
who would like to spend five sentences why are you why are you doing the five sentence thing on our podcast now <laughs> it works <laughs> it just works Molly is aggressive already. We haven't even begun discussing the game. <laughs> no, I just don't want to steal everyone else's bits, that's all. Look, it's just... It's a... a flattery is the sincerest form of imitation. Mm-hmm. I think it's the other way. Yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, I can... Okay, then in as many sentences as you would like, Molly. <laughs> no, I can try five, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I can I can try because, I'll be honest, the plot of Deus Ex is nothing to me. Um, you are, you play as J.C. Denton, who is a new agent for the uh, special force agency UNATCO, uh, who are, uh, and like a, a, are they a UN subdivision? It yeah. seems like, yeah. yeah. It stands for United Nations Anti-Terrorist Coalition. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you are uh, first tasked with tracking down uh, some stolen shipments of the Ambrosia vaccine, which treats the currently ongoing Grey Death virus that is currently uh, plaguing the world. Mm-hmm. That's sentence one. Um, your brother, Paul... Uh, tries to tell you that actually Unatco's bad, uh, uh, and you have to listen to him whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, this leads you to go on a long trek through various locations, gathering information about a large conspiracy, uh, wherein the United States and various other governments have been producing the Grey Death. Uh, and are using it to control the population? Question mark? Uh, Tracer Tong asks if you know about the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's so fucking cool that's like Mission 7. The game is already like dove headfirst into like conspiracy shit by that yes. point. And it just JC Denton's just like, what the fuck are the Illuminati? You're, you're, <laughs> what the fuck you're are you messing talking with about? Me. You are lying. That's not a thing. You ever heard of the knife alien? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, Tracer Tong uh, informs you that the Illuminati has been uh, pulling all of these strings from the start. Uh, this is very clearly they're doing. Uh, and he wants you to investigate them and another uh, organization called Majestic 12, yeah. who are the super Illuminati. Yeah, like, the, it's it's important basically that, like, by the time you show up, the Illuminati have already just gotten their shit destroyed by Majestic 12, who kind yeah. of, like, who are an offshoot from Illuminati. them, who are, like, more militaristic, and, and the Illuminati are kind of like, oh, we use a light touch, and we just kind of, like, nudge things to r- roll the world from the shadows. And Majestic 12 is like, no, 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 we're gonna, like, just bring this shit onto people by force. Um, they're the ones with, like, the, you know, the, the Grey Death Plague uh plan yeah. to like do population control and bullshit um the last sentence uh is jc uh finds a way to fight and confront majestic 12 uh leading to a final confrontation at area 51 with bob page uh mm-hmm. who is the super illuminati leader uh and then you have a choice of a few endings uh depending on what you want to do 
Confrontation is is one way to put it. Yeah, you don't even I have guess. to really he, talk to him. He's in a box, and you can just go and <laughs> complete your silly little tasks around him. And he and can't really do anything like. about it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's busy getting surgery. He's getting to become a, a cybernetic yeah. god. Uh, that's five sentences on Deus Ex. Yeah, thank you. Can I give like a little bit of kind of broader context of what the the vibe of the game is, basically? Sure. Um, so it's important that like this game came out in 2000, but like it it's from a plan that was kind of being developed in the mid 90s. So this is like an incredibly 90s assed game, um, and it has a basic conception of like the year is 2052. Every conspiracy is true. Um, I remember reading an interview with uh, Warren Spector, the like director, lead designer, something like that of the game, um, who basically said that when they were kind of coming up with what would be in here, the rule that he had is that like everything that shows up in this game has to be something that like either kind of sort of does exist or that people insist exists you know like it's it's all like existing conspiracy theories there's like no there's like nothing original in it basically um sure like and any one of the you know conspiracies or pieces of future technology in here was either something that was like being theorized by you know people on conspiracy usenets or um something that like there was some wired article saying that like within 20 years, the military will have cloaking soldiers. Right. Um, And it's like, all of it has turned out to be like, you know, various degrees of bullshit, but like it's, it's kind of gleefully just like throwing all of those into the sink together um, and saying like, isn't it so cool that all of these things are here at once? Um, And your mileage can really vary on whether in fact is cool for all of them to be here at once. Everyone is here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, everyone yeah, it's, is here. It's Super Smash Brothers for 90s conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's another little piece of context that I had, mm-hmm. which is that for a long time, I in the, my early years online, was spent in spaces where Deus Ex was considered a very important and foundational text to the medium um and like viewed as a very uh like a like just a classic like there's the the phrase like any every time someone mentions deus ex somebody else is reinstalling it i i will say i don't think that's a unique perspective that seems like the like leading uh opinion on deus ex Mm-hmm. Based on everywhere I've uh, been on the internet. Yeah. Um, and I don't really get that. Um, it's fine. It's a fine game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't even quite as buggy as I expected it to be. Although it was a little bit. I love that energy sword, though. <laughs> I uh, I love any game, and I and I posted this at one point. I love any game that suggests that if we just make the swords really cool, 
they will obviously become the weapon of choice in war again, uh, and guns won't matter anymore. Yeah. Because I the be- katana yeah. is so cool. I believe that, like, the in-game description for the dragon's tooth sword which is like your chinese nanotech lightsaber says that it's like the weapon for the true modern warrior it's just like yes. oh, shut the fuck up dude yes extremely it is it is insisting that listen if somebody got their hands on the plans to this thing bro it would be over and it's like well it is just <laughs> again it is just a sword yeah it is indeed just a sword I, I mean, it kills everything, so you. that's nice. Yeah. Does it kill, like, bots? Uh, yeah, it yes. does. Okay. With enough hits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, the biggest ones take 12 hits. <laughs> <laughs> Just running around those assholes with the dragon's cheese sword, hitting them 12 times. Yeah, um... Okay, so, um... Weird game to be playing right now, specifically, obviously... Uh, and I did not know it was about a plague, uh, so that was an Mm -hmm. interesting wrinkle to this whole thing. Um, I don't know how much I want to, like, dig into that, but the mood is weird already. The vibes were off when (laughs) that started hitting. When when you go to the to the Grey Death manufacturing facility yes. in Hong Kong? Yes, when you go to the Grey that, Death facility in Hong that Kong, that part, uh, kinda not great. <laughs> not ideal. No. Uh, and, uh, you know, frankly, the rest of the Hong Kong level, also not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to, to provide a bit of context here, like, I am someone who really loves this game. Um, I played it maybe like a dozen times when I was a kid. And, like, the GameSpy Planet Deus Ex forums were, like, my first big online community. So, like, I have a incredible amount of nostalgia for this game um and i did really enjoy it on this like replay through that being said um hong kong number one why are you so fucking racist number two why is your like city hub area so poorly designed uh yeah hong kong took me hours to complete because it is just laid out like nonsense it's, it's... Um, Hong Kong was also the first level that um, gave me not the only one, but the first level to give me a little gift that would uh, that I would carry with me for the rest of the game, which is phantom objectives in my in my log. Oh, I had those like for the third level. <laughs> that probably I have... is because you knew where you were going and what you were doing, Hannah. Uh, but struggling to find each individual objective, uh, at a given time, probably, because the way I got the Phantom objectives in my log was because I sequence broke, uh, Hong Kong. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. So I want to be clear, um, I got mine by just doing the game normally as it, like, is supposed to do. (laughs) But it was, like, when you're sending the NSF distress signal, um, in, like, mission three or four for your brother Paul. Um, oh my god! And that one just uh, was on my shit for the rest of the the game. I had to restart my game because even though I aligned the satellites, I did not wait long enough for them to all be turned, and it would not let me send the signal because I clicked it too fast, and it would Jesus not Christ. work. So I had to redo that whole building. Yeah, it's it's a very janky game, um, and, and that was that, about like... the time I turned God Mode on. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that there's a sense um, 
for like especially people who like grew up with this game that a lot of the jankiness is the charm um that's definitely the sense in things like the like awful voice acting in a lot of places like jc denton your protagonist has like a monotone that is quite it's it's very unclear whether it's supposed to be like that he's like this cold stoic badass um but it mostly just makes him sound like a fucking idiot all the time yes there's like a lot of famous lines he's not even just monotone but he's also completely disinterested yeah so i i think that the um the voice performance of like kind of the secondary villain um who's the director of fema if you're wondering like you know just how much this game goes into like uh, annoying conspiracy theories um yes. he also has like a monotone but i think he does a pretty good job with it which like is very yeah. funny because that whole thing is a temp performance by a producer of the game <laughs> they were like let's just have you record these lines as temp and then we're gonna actually like hire a voice actor for it but they just never did that's it, really funny it is fun yeah it's fun when he's playing opposite oh yes yeah. <laughs> That's... Which is what Bob Page sounds okay, like. That's another thing about this game that I, I forgot to mention that I think is like really kind of a skeleton key to me, I think, to understanding and appreciating the rest of it is that like the very first thing that happens when you press like new game is that you get a cutscene where the two main villains like explain their entire evil plan <laughs> while like ominous music plays. And like, you know, there's there's this like famous edit of it that you know makes their lines like very silly and uh just like self-referential and repeating but even in the original like uh walton simons the the you know more monotone guy is saying that like the writing is spreading to the point where you may not be able to contain it and bob page the main villain says why contain it let it spill into the schools and churches and it's just like oh okay that's that's the vibe that we're going for um and so like now they're also having this conversation in front of a statue of a hand outstretched over, like about to grasp a globe. Yeah, you go to that location eventually, and it's like the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, and and also I saw it again at the end with a Voltaire quote over there it. You go. <laughs> oh, you did the Voltaire ending too. Okay, I think yeah, there are I, multiple I be- Voltaire endings. Really? Okay. I picked the ending where JC fuses with the Helios AI yeah. to become the the like techno deific god king uh, because I'm the person who's uh, you know I like Brandon Sanderson books. Uh huh. Yeah. What if someone were like to uh, like grab hold of some kind of divine right of like kingship and was like a steady hand on the reins of now nora you know i'm with you and you know i love that but jc denton (laughs) well no jc denton plus helios no 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 (laughs) you you cannot compensate for denton i've got okay give me three more years and we'll have jc helios and alex how's that sound uh i don't know how sounds because i never played invisible war Alex uh, Alex Denton Al- is the main character Alex- of the sequel, um, but I've never. Played and he's that also one. one of the clones in the tubes in the oh, last. Oh yeah, yeah, scene. I definitely saw that. Okay, no, I didn't have a Voltaire quote, but I just did have yeah. a quote over the hand over the globe. Yeah. Oh, okay. What was your quote? Uh, Yesterday we obeyed kings and bent our necks before emperors, but today we kneel only to truth. Uh, from <laughs> Khalil Gibran. While uh, you were while you were partying, I was bending. Only I was to studying truth. fucking blade, bro. 
I was studying the Which Chinese nanotech that? lightsaber. That is the Tracer Tong ending where he's like, we should just nuke the whole Earth. And I'm like, shit, yeah, okay. <laughs> no. Nuke the whole Earth is an option in Deus Ex Invisible yeah. War. Yeah, it's, I it's... mean, you don't literally nuke the Earth, but the way Tracer Tong explains it, he's like, we'll just go back down to, like, small villages, government on a level people can understand, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whatever, man, we'll kill the internet. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so to, to go back to my, like, original point, because we were talking about, like, kind of the, the jankiness of, like, the, the story aspect of it, um, there's also a lot of, like, jankiness to the systems, um, War Inspector, like, famously said that, like, oh, you know, if people play this and they get that you can, you know, roleplay, you can shoot, and you can sneak, and you have all these options, then we're going to be golden. But like, if they're comparing our combat to like Half-Life, then we're fucked. If they're comparing our stealth to Thief, then we're fucked. Um, and I think the one he said for role-playing was Baldur's Gate. Um, and it's it's very much like, you know, it's one of those, um, quote, shooters, end quote, where like your targeting reticle is fucking huge and you can't hit yes, shit until like you invest a lot of points into your like weapon skills. Um which I think, like, you know, it's it's the sort of thing that, like, when I'm playing it, like, I'm totally used to. But, like, I can totally understand how, like, if you didn't have the context of playing this game when you were a kid and really, like, acclimating to it and having all the, like, muscle memories and a lot of, like, the levels even. Like, I was surprised to learn that, like, I remembered the layout from almost 20 years ago. Yeah, and um, I mean, if you played it, like, a dozen times, that stuff sticks with you whether or not you, like, are actively recalling it, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, I yeah. remember this corner. It had a weird thing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's that's me with the Phantom Menace on PlayStation 1. Can I tell you guys about the, the one... Because Nora mentioned, I think, briefly that this game has multiplayer. Can I tell you about, oh, like, sure. my favorite little janky nonsense from this? Um, yes. It's the multiplayer community that I was involved in uh, when I was, like, 12 years old called Grenade Climbing. Uh, Because it turns out that the grenades in this are all, like, sticky grenades. Like, you can stick them onto a wall and they'll act as proximity mines. So you can, like, you know, if somebody's patrol comes back around, you can get them with that. Um, And that's the intended use of it. What you can actually do with them is uh, stick them on the wall. And then hop onto them because it forms like this tiny little ledge and it'll explode eventually. But if you're fast enough, you can place another grenade higher and hop onto that one. And there were like delightful in single player. You can use this to just like kind of exit out of any map pretty much. You can like go onto like skyscraper rooftops and you'll find that like there will be, like, two crates stacked there that are supposed to let you return to the normal world because, like, the devs were like, oh, we, we think probably people are going to figure out how to do this because we didn't have much time to code this shit, but, you know, we don't know a better solution than this. Um, but then in multiplayer, what it would just lead to is these custom maps that were just, like, vertical racing courses, and you would uh, spawn with, like, an infinite inventory of these grenades and you would race someone up to the top by placing them uh, quicker and hopping quicker and that is choosing delightful. better pass and whatnot. 
Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. And I did manage to successfully grenade climb my way um, up to the top of some buildings that you're not supposed to get to the top of in uh, Hell's Kitchen, in, like one of the earliest levels. And after that, I was like, all right, still got it. And used them yeah. for the rest of the game. <laughs> I um I actually the one thing I'll say is I I will complain about most of these maps, but I actually really like the Hell's Kitchen map. That's the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, uh, I think that I... one's pretty well put together. <laughs> but for the most part, I don't think many other ones are. Yeah, uh, you were on the call with me when I was in Hell's Kitchen, like, and the big door didn't open for you. The the big door in the tunnel that <laughs> yeah. goes to the building where you send the message for paul uh the door just wasn't open bruh and the door was shut bruh the door stuck and uh there was nothing to do except to uh no clip through it yeah. and force the load on the other side <laughs> yeah so um, um yeah i mean i like i think at the end of the day i had i mostly was fine with it though i thought a lot of the missions were just too long uh, I can feel that, yeah. And they... They're, they're, yeah, go ahead. There's a lot of missions that have, like, a little extra bonus thing at the end. It feels like. Like the gas station. Yeah, <laughs> the gas station is so The stupid. gas station is so dumb. <laughs> you finish the mission, now go to this very tiny little Metal Gear zone. <laughs> yeah. This very little pocket-sized zone with, like, four guys to rescue a hostage from this gas station. That if you... Don't look at the gas station. If you look at the gas station, God will smite your eyes to three <laughs> frames per second. There's, it's unclear what in the gas station is doing this to me, but something in the gas station is just killing J.C. Denton's augmented I vision. I think we need to get you so a I new ha- computer, I- Nora. <laughs> yeah. I had lots of frame rate issues like that, Same where it's here. like, I don't know why this room is doing this, but if I look in the middle of this room, something is making JC's, like, whole deal break. I had that a lot around Area 51. Like, whenever there was kind mm, of, like, a mm. shitty-looking green fog in a room, it would just re- put my computer to, like, three frames per second. Yeah, that is a classic. Uh, the fog is a classic, I'm gonna fuck everything up texture. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that, like, one of the places where, like, I probably disagree most with the two of you guys is that, like, I love almost all of the level design in this game. Um, I think that, like, the last couple I don't really fuck with, and I think that the Hong Kong, like, hub area I hate, but I think that the individual, like, kind of missions that you do within Hong Kong I don't mind at all. Um, but, like, I think that the last two kind of get, like, too, like linear and obvious in ways that i don't like where it's like there's still choices right because this is a game that's all about like oh you can approach your um your assault on this like level in any way you want you can stealth you can lock pick you can hack computers you can find hidden areas and all that and for a lot of like the the ocean lab and area 51 what that amounts to is like you know it's it's pretty much a straight corridor but there's like two or three ways to negotiate it Yes, and... there's like there's a vent under, or you can yeah. just walk straight through. <laughs> or it's like, okay, are you going to bypass the lock, stealth around and find the memo with the code for the lock, mm-hmm. or, I okay, I don't know if this was like just a weird glitch. Um, at some point in the game, I was able to hit doors and objects to unlock them. Mostly doors, I guess. Is 
And instead of like picking a lock, I was given the option hit the st- hit the door with the with the laser sword and break down the yep. door. And then at That's some intended. point, I lost that ability completely. Well, it's just the and I don't the know the strength why. rating of the door. Um, like notably, so I rushed a uh, master level on the rifle skill because that lets you use the sniper rifle to take out most doors, cameras, and turrets. Um, so you can just like ignore a lot of the obstacles by just putting a sniper bullet in them. Yeah, um, simply not mm. interacting. Yeah. Um, or 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 you know, I'm sure that like the developers at a game would like smile very smugly and say, "Or are you interacting?" <laughs> which 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 way would you like to click on this obstacle? Yeah. Would you like to hold it down to hack? Or perhaps click it rapidly to shoot. So, so this is actually something that I, um, you know, and I, I, I don't want to like have this be uh, a, a thing where I just like refuse to hear any criticism of Deus Ex and you know put mm-hmm. my fingers mm-hmm. in my ears. But like one thing that I genuinely really liked about this game is how much the like different avenues of approach kind of felt like expressions of ebbs and flows of resources. Um, cause like pretty much everything is consumable in this game. There's obviously like ammo, yeah. but then there's also like, uh, lockpicks are consumable, multi-tools yeah. that you use to bypass keypads are consumable. Um, you have your bioelectric cells, which like refill your augmentation energy and your augmentations can do things like give you super strength that lets you stack crates and, you know, enter areas that you otherwise wouldn't be able to, or give you environmental resistance to let you go past like toxic areas more safely and what it felt like is not necessarily like oh well i put points in lockpick so i'm specced into like a lockpick route but more that like oh i only have like three lockpicks left so i should probably avoid doing that and find another way until i can like recharge those a little more and it felt like i Mm. was having this like very fun ebb and flow of okay, well, my resources for this option are a little depleted. That means I'll just try something else. And it always felt like I was being nudged gently into trying different approaches um, in all places instead of just, like, finding one thing that I was going to do every time. Which I think, like, you know, I, I, I can also see very much the rationale for, like, bruh, it's so fucking stupid that, like, your lockpicks break and you, you know... If you used one, like, here uh, for something that turned out to be, like, openable via other means, then you're, like, really pissed off when you find, like, the next yes, door. the that code is... for it. Yeah, like, yeah. literally six feet away, and you're like, well, <laughs> great. Yeah. The, the, the solution that designers came up with for that exact problem was to simply make the lock picking a minigame. Mm-hmm. So that way, yeah, you can always pick a lock, but you have to play a minigame to I do, do it. I fucking yeah. love lock pick minigames, though. I I don't, and I I think oh, I that, like yeah I I just feel like I really vibed with like the that resource exchange system. Um, and no, it's, totally. It's, the economy of the game is really interesting. Um, I, I will say another like kind of system that like you know I I promised that I would be self aware about this at the very least as I do it, but like I think it's actually good that the stealth system in this game fucking sucks. Mm. <laughs> here's what i mean by that mm. here's what i mean by that okay i think that there are as far as modern stealth games um the only one that i've played or seen that like i can really fuck with is hitman 
because that game is so dense or that series is so dense with like these rules-based spaces and the fact that like you put on this disguise and that makes you not suspicious in this area but it's it's all about like this in a different way but it's kind of like you know an exchange of like mini objectives right yes um what i hate and I playing this game, I think maybe realize a lot like, oh, I thought I liked Deus Ex Human Revolution. And I guess I still kind of do. But like, there were so many things that I realized like, man, that game made a lot of concessions to like shitty AAA design philosophies in a modern era. And one of those is like stealth systems that are just based on like a mini map where you have where you can like see people's vision cones and they go along patrols and you can maybe distract them or you can maybe like, you know, do like one or two kind of like stealth gimmicks i find that stuff like very like just tedious and so because the stealth system here is kind of janky and like there's none of those like detection bars there's no vision cones there's no mini map um there's no map at all in the game um yeah what what it instead is is that like by the way i think it's really good there's no map. that's another thing that i love about this game but what the stealth fundamentally boils down to is just, like, going in directions where there aren't guys. And sometimes that fucking sucks because, like, you just run out of those directions. But, like, for me, what was cool about it is that, like, it's less about just, like, kind of sneaking about 10 feet behind someone and being chill as long as, like, their vision cone isn't pointing at you. And more about, like, the game pushing you to explore different parts of the map and figure out like, oh shit, well, nobody's patrolling here. Cool, I can I can use this as my point of egress. That's kind of true. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I often, because of the way video games are often made, uh, use, oh, guys are over here. That must be a way I am supposed to go. Or there must be something yeah. there I am supposed to have. Uh, so I did not get, I and I tried stealth for a little bit. Uh, but I never got the, um, like the suggestion that if I just go the way that the guys aren't, because at that point, why am I even in stealth? I'll I'll just walk over there, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no point to even having stealth if you're gonna if we're doing it like that. If there's just nobody over in that spot, yeah. there's nothing to hide from, right? Yeah, I I guess that like I think of that as being part of stealth, but like if we're talking about like the stealth as like the thing where you crouch and try to stay out of the vision of people that you can see. Then like, oh no, the game's systems of that are like fucking terrible and like really rudimentary. It's awful. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad. I I tried to do the first level like three or four times um, just with like sneaking and melee weapons to try to kill as few people as possible. Mm-hmm. Got caught about a dozen times before I was like, all right, guns it is. And then just shot everybody in the face as soon as I walked up to them. I mean, after the after Navarre, there's, is that is that her name? Navarra? Navarra? Yeah. Navarra. 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 Um, there is no, like, feedback from the game that I can remember about whether you kill or don't kill people, uh, except for the fact that your cool lady partner for one mission really loves killing. No, one time when you show back up, Paul just goes, you sure killed a lot of fucking people, huh? <laughs> that's, that's uh, and before. you're like, yeah, dude, it whipped. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there <laughs> is also, if you go, I think after Anna, if you go down to Sam Carter, who gives you the supplies, he's like... You killed a lot of people. I'm not giving you any more fucking bullets. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, jerk. Well, I need those to kill people, asshole. <laughs> yeah, come on. Here's here's the I thing. Be- we got an email about yeah. this. And I didn't know this at the time. Uh-huh. Um, 
I guess in my playthrough, Paul died. Yeah. And I say I guess because he disappeared from the plot and didn't... And I realize in hindsight that he must have died because after the mission where he's in the chair, he didn't talk on my codec anymore, but I don't remember ever having a scene Oh, you didn't stick around for the police raid that happens immediately after that. Yeah. There's a... I There's a moment in the, the uh, uh, what do you call it, um, in the next mission, like when you're captured and you're in that like underground Majestic 12 base under the UNATCO headquarters, um, where like you have to go and like go to his body and like retrieve like some sort of ID tag from it or some shit. Oh, right. Uh, it was yeah. really funny because in my game, he was just still alive and I was like, oh, hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's up, man? Um, I think... I think canonically he is alive uh, at the end of this. Why well, don't know something really funny? The, I, I love things that are funny. So the check that the game uses to determine whether Paul is alive is just whether you go out at the window or not. So what <laughs> I did is I fucking destroyed uh, the the like ambush, uh, you know that that yes. like comes to the hotel room what i did is i um i basically just like laid a corridor of like proximity grenades um yeah, up the course. stairs <laughs> so as like you are going into his room yeah so there's just like three guys left and it's just like oh cool like paul you could take it from here if you want um but then like a he tells me that i uh should go out the window and i was role-playing jc as an idiot who was blindly loyal to the last person who gave him orders um, sure. And then B, it's a faster way, right? Because like the window has like a fire escape that goes directly up to the roof, and all you need to do at that point is just like go up to the roof, right? Or like, or like it was it was something where it just like seemed easier, right? Instead of yeah. like going out the front. Um, and so I completely killed, you know, the um, the ambush. Uh, Paul was not in any danger, but because I went out the window, he died. <laughs> Uh, that's beautiful to me. It's the stress of seeing your brother jump out the window. <laughs> Despite that's there being it. a balcony. Seeing him crouch yeah. and waddle. Oh my god. Paul. Um, yeah. I, I do, uh, uh it, it, I know that that's a sort of, like, point that a lot of people just, like, didn't realize was a, um, like, a point of choice in the game. Because, like... Um, this is another thing that, like, I appreciate, but I, I understand that that's not the only perspective here. Um, the game, for, like, the relatively few, like, moments of narrative choice that it gives you, because, like, it really is, like, a super linear story. Like Molly mentioned, like, you can't just tell Paul, like, no, fuck off, you're a terrorist. Like, you have to, to kind of switch sides with him eventually. Um, but, like, th- that is one moment of choice, and the other is that when you're on the plane with this uh, terrorist financier, Juan Lebedev, and Anna Navarre, who's, like, your, like, co-agent, who's, like, a very bloodthirsty asshole. And she's being like, all right, we got to, like, extrajudicially execute this guy. And you can kill her instead. Um, and that kind of, like, puts a lot of heat on you, but doesn't really change the course of the game. Neither of those two are, like, moments that are really, like, made explicit. And I think it's the sort of thing that, like, the devs were hoping that people would, like, kind of figure out on their own that, like, oh, I don't have to do this, like, thing that I'm being told to do right now. I can make my own choice. 
and that they would like think of themselves as, like the biggest brain fuckers in the world at that moment. Um, but like what it does fundamentally mean is that there's like a lot of people have played this game and just like not even realized that you could save Paul. Mm-hmm. I think that they made a good choice when they brought Deus Ex back in Human Revolution with the way that they make the protagonist involved in the story. Um, even if it is kind of low-hanging fruit, because Human Revolution, like, that main character is motivated because of Girl. He loves Girl. Mm-hmm. Girl is kidnapped and has shady past, and, like, that relationship, that that pre-existing relationship drives that character for a lot of that plot, and is a much smoother introduction of that character to all the conspiracy stuff in that game than I feel Paul is in this game. I feel like they, they like, refined this sort of uh, yeah way of telling the story. Especially, uh, like, when they if you've back. been playing with, like, kind of a gung-ho lethal approach and, like, you've just kind of experienced Paul as, like, this asshole who, like, lectures you condescendingly about, like, non-lethal options. Yes. Um, although it is fucking funny that, like, he he's actually full of shit when he says that he just doesn't want you to kill the NSF guys. Cause like, they're yes, his those coworkers. are his guys, <laughs> but like the just moment don't kill that like, my guys. Yeah. Don't they're like the, like you Natco troops come to arrest him. He just like pulled out an assault rifle and just starts mowing them the fuck down. Yes. <laughs> Remember a non-lethal take on is always the most silent take. There you go. Um, but yeah, he's, I, I, I do think that like, JC is very much like a cipher of a character and it's fascinating because like there are moments where they will just like go from having him be this like perfectly reactive guy who just kind of like goes along and and is stoic and like receives orders and executes orders um to like a few scenes where they'll just have him like spout one side of like a political argument um (laughs) do you even have any facts to back that up (laughs) Number one, that's terror. <laughs> uh, did you? <laughs> Number two, that's terror. Did you talk to the bartender in uh, Hong Kong? Which no, one? No, I talked to the one in France. Uh, uh, Australian guy? I might have. I tried to talk to a bunch of people. Okay. I think all the bartenders are voiced by the same person. <laughs> also. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a woman bartender in New York. But That's other true. than that, it might be they're I... all the same. Um, but, like, when you're talking to this guy, Isaac, the bartender in Hong Kong, um, he's the one that's, like, in the, the triad club. Um, you can just, like, start having a conversation about, like, the politics of China with him. And, like, he basically just, like, laughs at you for being, like, you Americans are so fucking stupid. Like, you, you're so afraid of strong governments that you basically let yourselves be governed by corporations um and like it's one of those situations where it's like i i don't know what viewpoint the game actually has if any um i don't think that it's like because i know like molly you were like talking that like you got vibes from it like it's a it's a committed libertarian type game i don't get those vibes necessarily but i i would be really like against the statement that like it has anything approaching good politics I think that, like, oh, right, its politics right, right. are just, like, you know, a guy with a beard in the 90s just being, like, isn't that fucked up makes you think. 
that's libertarians to me also is (laughs) (laughs) that's like you're not wrong but also that guy's definitely a libertarian (laughs) the guy you've described for me to get mad at it's the it's the like that that like meme that goes around with it's like the scooby-doo unmasking and like the the ghost mask is labeled like neither left nor right and then like (laughs) they pull off the mask and it says right yes (laughs) exactly um yeah i there was something i was thinking about now i've lost hannah what were you gonna say while Nora's thinking um i i think that like as, as far as like the politics of the game or like what it's trying to say like I think that there is just, like, a tremendous amount of, like, like disaffected pessimism that, like, kind of lends itself to just, like, capitalist status quos in a lot of ways. Um, mm. And I, I, I it's, it's a different variety than, like, you know, the traditionally, like, what people think of as, like, the South Park libertarianism. But I think that there is this sense that, like, well, you know, every option is just kind of, like, fucked in some way. And, like, we're already past the point of, like, making things actually good. Um, cause like, I don't necessarily think that it thinks that any of the three endings, for example, are like the moral ending. Um, but the fact that like, that's the menu that they give you to choose from kind of like gives you a sense of what their ideas of like, uh, you know, political possibility are. And we haven't even mentioned that other ending of joining the Illuminati. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of the most boring option. Oh, right, I yeah. Think, the game, look, we'll make it together, bro. I promise we can rule the galaxy together, father and yeah. son. I definitely, um, definitely not going to betray you. There was... Uh, well, no, because they don't betray you. But there was originally a fourth planned ending that got cut for, like, time or budget reasons, which was that you could... Um, if you go with the Illuminati ending, then, like, Bob Page starts, like, begging in increasingly desperate ways and just, like, offering you more and more shit and being like, do you want VersaLife? Do you want to be the president? Do you want Europe? I could give you Europe. Um, and, like, there was going to be a fourth ending where you could, like, take him up on that, basically, and he would just immediately betray you. Um, but they were like, <laughs> how would you describe, <laughs> how would you describe his begging? uh i don't know uh desperate is that the desperate yeah okay uh for those of you who don't know like the things that we've been like referencing this whole time are from this famous like deus ex recut video um that's just like (laughs) taking audio clips and like rearranging them and in kind of like a youtube poop way um but just kind of like making people say like silly shit uh clearly did not no, Nora showed it to me. We watched it together. I did not retain <laughs> any of this shit. Warning. Old man. Yeah, no, I, I could I could probably quote that whole thing, and I, I feel, like, slightly embarrassed over it, but not that embarrassed. This is just who I am. Um, so, at one point in uh, the Hong Kong level, mm-hmm. um... You go to the apartment of one Maggie Chow. That's right. Who is secretly working with... Uh, is, is she working with... MJ-12? Bob Payne? Yeah, no, she's... Or fun work- fact, she's in the opening cutscene. The one where they're just, like, spoiling the whole plot. Mm-hmm. You can very briefly see her just walk past in the background. So so she's working with them. Um, she's their pal. So you, you go to her apartment... Um, and 
like she's she's working with majestic Mm -hmm. and you might find that out if you snoop around in the right way can Um, i tell you how i found that out or please you might find out by just standing in the room and then hearing a sound effect and having the subtitle say mj12 soldier grunts (laughs) (laughs) because in her apartment there's also a base full of like guys that are majestic 12 troops and you just can hear them in her living room and the subtitles say mj12 (laughs) soldier okay so this is full of guys in my living room (laughs) that is where i sequence broke the game because i got into her apartment before i knew who she was and so i just like Mm. so i just had the stuff from there i was like well what the fuck where am i supposed to go then like what is happening Mm. here yeah Hong Kong I is a got... bananas level. Too big. It's got like five maps. It's nonsense. Yeah. I got down to the Universal Constructor and Maggie Chow was down there talking to me as if we were <laughs> like in her we apartment. Her. <laughs> okay. Couple of things here. Number one, the way mm-hmm. that I found out about Maggie Chow in this playthrough is that the moment you spawn into the Hong Kong like street level map... The first thing that you see if you turn right is a police station that is, like, locked. Yes. People start shooting at you if you go in there. But I was just like, again, I my entire strategy for this game was, like, if I see something interactable, I will just make a beeline towards it and commit and not, like, turn back. So I just go in there, kill, like, ten Chinese cops, and then uh, find a data pad in the basement of this uh, building that basically is, like... Oh yeah, we have every reason to believe that like Maggie Chow has been like trying to instigate this yes. triad war, and she's working with some shady fuckers. So when I that like sequence broke me for the rest of that like level, and oh yeah, 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 because like Cause that's it, that's one of the last things they want you to do. Oh really? Yeah, yeah Maggie it, was like, "Go to the police station. You'll see. You'll find all the data." And she was just like trying to get you killed, probably. Okay. Maybe I don't know, but I don't. You can bring the information back to her. I assume she destroys it. Well, because what happens is like I went to her apartment after having that information because I didn't think that that would necessarily like kind of force complete shit. But it acted as if she had already sent me on that mission, and it was just like her like housekeeper was there, and I like started uh like without a choice in the matter. Like J C Denton starts like being really aggressive towards the housekeeper, being like. I know that Maggie's working for MJ-12. And she's just like, well, shit. And she calls, like, the, you know, half a dozen MJ-12 troops in front of the living room. But it was like, wait, like, this game has definitely assumed that I have spoken to Maggie already. Because, like, they're trying to do, like, this, you know, like, femme fatale thing with her where it's like, oh, can he trust her or not? But, like, I just never interacted with any of that shit because I just went to the first objective that looked like I could do it, and then apparently sequence broke it. Yep. The, um, yeah. That maid will pull a gun on yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, she has a little pistol. Got I, I remember, like, killing all the MJ-12 troops and just be like, why am I still getting shot at? And it was the poor little maid just <laughs> trying to be like, all right, six heavily armed guys failed to stop him, but, but I, I have can. a pistol. <laughs> Um, the other thing that I want to say about Hong Kong is that, like, I am really thankful that the developers had, like, the limitations 
By the way, sorry uh, if you can hear a loud noise. People are still setting off fireworks at the end of August in my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, oh, man. We love that shit. But I'm really glad that the developers had the limitations that they had because um, I watched like a, a talk with Warren Spector to prep for this. And that's where like some of my you know backstage insights have come from. And uh, one of the things that he mentioned is that like he had wanted to make areas like the Health Kitchen Hub and whatnot, like larger and more expansive and whatnot. And he said that like Hong Kong was really like our one opportunity to actually do that in a final game. And I'm like, well, fucking good riddance, because like I so much prefer the yeah. Health Kitchen Hub to the Hong the Hell's Kong. The Health Kitchen's one. so much better than Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, can I tell you my favorite level in the game? Please. It's uh, Vandenberg, which is the one two from last. It's like the, the France level? No, it's, it's no, after it's France. The... It's the one where like, you get dropped on the roof and you have to like um, kill the robots that are like forcing a lockdown. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. That one I really liked. It has a lot of like verticality. It has a lot of like weird circuitous routes that get you places. Um it was the coolest thing in the world for me when I played this game in, like, 2001 as, like, an 11-year-old child to, like, unlock the side objective where you can turn, like, the facility's defense bots online and then, like, your bots will then stomp the enemy bots. Yeah. Um, and it's it just feels like it's it's not, like, too big of a level. It's not, like, open-ended to the point where you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, but it has like multiple paths everywhere. It has verticality. It has a lot of that cool resource exchange stuff that I mentioned. And it feels like a great like kind of last hurrah for the game before it gets into the Ocean Lab and Area 51, which like I mentioned are both like weirdly linear for what kind of game this has like sold itself as um, yes. at previous times. I remember getting the map of the catacombs under Paris mm-hmm. and thinking, well, oh, is this a dungeon crawl? Because <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, rip to that uh, one lady who I was trying to rescue in that level. You didn't make it. Oh, no. But that other guy did. Um, yeah, that's another thing about the... We mentioned that like there's no map system to this game. What you do get every so often are just like diegetic maps like um a satellite photo with a couple of labels or like an old blueprint there's one level map that's just like a drawing someone gives to you on loose leaf paper um and i find that shit very charming i find it very charming where they're like oh you should expect x y and z but who knows like my info is out of date because i didn't i haven't worked there for like several years um and it's it's the sort of thing where it's like this game like is so so divorced from like modern design philosophies um and like i don't know if like something like dishonored has this but i know that like human revolution has the thing where uh you've got a map with objective markers and you can just look on the screen and it tells you that 53 meters in this direction is your next mission objective and i fucking hate that shit so much it, it it always feels like very kind of just like hand holding and tedious and like kind of like I find it like very difficult to like play in ways that are like kind of meeting the game um, 
like earnestly when there's like those types of like safety rails in place and it just tells you like okay well i might not know the exact method to get there but i know that it's 53 meters in this direction um and this game felt so refreshing for me to go back to um as something that just like gives you like uh objective notifications it gives you like a log of conversations you've had where people probably gave you hints and there's like a tab in your menus where you can like look at um like saved passwords or or things like that but other than that it just kind of like says you know you figure it out you be the brain genius and like you know it's very basic psychological trickery but it fucking works on me i feel like the brain genius whenever i solve one of these objectives that it didn't give me like you know a uh, a clear route to my problem with that was when someone would say hey go to this place i was like well what it what is it and where is it and then in the mission objective it'll say go to x place to the east of where you're at and that's the information i really needed <laughs> yeah. but the character didn't say that the game said that yeah i feel that <laughs> it is uh, it is always weird where you're like checking like three separate places like oh did I, was i told where to go like in my conversation log or at my like objective screen or what i would rather just make it simple i don't want to dig through three fucking menus to find out where i'm supposed to go i feel that i yeah. can fuck with a way and it, it feels I, like and there's pro- there's probably a happy medium between the like you know take five steps this way for your next objective and the the thing where it's like you have to do a homework assignment to figure out where to go next. Yeah. Uh, I was desperate for like <laughs> something to point me in the right direction. Because like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, it's, it's northwest of where I talked to that guy um, but no, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like, I, I guess, like, the thing is, is that if I, because hmm. I've played a game that's an RPG where your quest objectives are all like journal entries and it says, oh, I should go to this place. It's they said it should be down the road from such and such to the east. Uh, and then I do that and I find the objective and do it. It's called Morrowind. And I love Morrowind. I love Morrowind. <laughs> is, the thing, is that I'm just a Morrowind person and not a deus ex person. Yeah. I feel that. I think I, I think I like those games for a lot of the same reasons but i can also see like Mm -hmm. how there's just enough of a difference that you can just be like what the fuck like you're so close to doing this the morrowind way why did you have to like veer off and and do something else (laughs) yeah um but also the other thing is that like if deus ex was like a fallout one or two style crpg Mm -hmm. i would be much more interested in it I think. Like, I understand the appeal of the... I guess this is an immersive sim, right? It's like the... if To the extent... Because I, 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 I know that, like, from listening to previous episodes of this podcast, that, like, that genre term doesn't exactly have the most friends among this roster of hosts. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know what um, you're talking about. 
<laughs> Hi, Molly. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's as far as like people who like worship immersive sims, like this is the one. It's like this and then System Shock. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Um, I see why this is the prototype for a lot of things. Like, like, you can see it in there. Like, I understand why this was so influential. Yeah. It's, it's, what's interesting is that, like, it's, um, it's influential, but it's also, like, I mean, this came out, what, does this come out after System Shock? Yeah, this comes out after System Shock. This comes out after Thief. This comes out after, like, Looking Glass Studios is just completely gone. So, like, a lot of the, the stuff that was, like, kind of, um, in, in that, like, talk that, uh, from War Inspector that I was listening to, like, he, he kept mentioning how, like, this was going to be this, like, huge game changer or whatnot, and, and it was going to be his opportunity to do things that, like, he had never done and nobody else had ever done on these previous games. But it did kind of make me think, like, wait, like, wasn't a lot of the shit already in games like Thief or System Shock? Um, like System Shock Two was one year before Deus. Ex. System Shock Two is before Deus Ex, even yeah, because it yeah. feels like those two are the ones that like people talk about as, as like the real foundations of it, and it it does mm-hmm. feel interesting that like, it's 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 is this something that is like foundational or is this something that is like a product of synthesizing influences that came before it the same way that like you know it doesn't have an original idea in its head story-wise. Um, and, mm. like, I've only played Deus Ex out of those games. Like, I've never played Thief. I've never played a System Shock. Um, so I don't know necessarily if, like, how much that reputation as, like, this game changed everything is deserved versus how much is just, like, this game kind of, like, combined or streamlined stuff that was in these previous games that probably actually, like, deserved a credit for that innovation. I would love to play Thief and System Shock and, like, know more about that. Because, you know, people who know my stuff know I've been examining old computer RPG spaces Mm -hmm. over this last year. I don't think Um, Thief is an RPG at all is the thing. No, it's... it's, I think that's just, like, a pure stealth game, as far as I know. Um, But, like... I have a it, I have a curiosity for that space of PC games, mm-hmm. um, which are games that uh, were obscure when I was into PC games, but clearly influential. Like people talked about System Shock and like the ASX and stuff. Yeah, but it was like just removed enough that I was like, well, I don't know how to play that. I'm thirteen. I don't know how to play old games. I don't know. You can't even buy it at Walmart. Um, yeah. But I, I'm very curious about that sort of space of like the things that like were coming out just before I started playing games. So everyone else knew them. And then I was like, well, yeah. I played Halo. Yeah. Cause like, I, you know, I mentioned that I was a kid when this game came out and I was also like very involved in like the, the forums of it. So I kind of like was in this social setting where like everyone was constantly talking about like the things that led up to Deus Ex as well. And being like system shock thief, Ultima underworld is another one, etc. Yeah. And just like 
I'm like, I am, I am 11. I do not know what any of these are. And I do not know like how to play them if I wanted to. Um, but it's, it's interesting that like, you know, uh, uh, like I said, like, I've always wondered how much of this game's reputation as like the grand innovator is deserved. Um, like I fucking love it, but it could just be very well that it's just like a successful iteration on shit that people were already doing throughout the nineties. We also have to consider the cyberpunk effect. Yeah. Which is the part where like, for whatever reason, cyberpunk is to seemingly many disparate groups of nerds, the one genre that has themes in art. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the first genre to have themes. And like, for some reason, cyberpunk things are always like, granted this extra layer of not even necessarily i guess rest nor nor let me tell you why like, let me tell you why i'll tell you why yeah, right now yeah, yeah yeah nerds love trench coats fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it it's the same reason people like gambit exactly yeah I mean, I Everything think I think sense. the thing about Gambit that's cool is the playing card thing, but I, that's a specific type of nerd I am. I think it's the fact that he's Cajun. Well, I was first... That, yeah. <laughs> I was introduced to Gambit through the Super Nintendo X-Men like, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Sure. Uh, and Gambit's a playable character in that game, but so is fucking Psylocke, and nobody looks cool next to Psylocke, the one with, with mind blades. Come on. Yeah, sure, you know. So... I was inoculated to liking Gambit because I like Psylocke. Um, I don't know much about Psylocke, but is uh, Nora, can you answer this for me? Would I say that they're still good in her? Yes. Despite <laughs> oh, you definitely would. story, you would definitely say there was still good okay. in her. Hannah, there like is so much good in her. You've, you've indicted me <laughs> for racism here, but let me just... <laughs> how, is that, that's P-S-Y-L-O-C-K? Oh, with an e at the Google end. Google auto complete says with an yeah. e at the end. Okay, yeah, there's good yeah. in her. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. She seems uh, like a really decent like, person. <laughs> it seems like we're done talking about Deus Ex. Yeah. Uh, like did we Uh Hannah, which ending did you get? Uh Helios. Did said, yeah. I did a Helios ending. Oh, okay, I actually cool. do want to talk about that very quickly cuz I had a lot of fun with sure. that. Um like I said, I role played JC as a guy who is blindly loyal to the last person that gave him an order um, and just like a complete gormless idiot. So what I did for the final level is um, like the way that it's kind of structured is that like area 51 has like four sectors and like the first one is just kind of like the entrance way. Then you go down to sector two, then three, then four. When you get to sector two, you get a like a, chat from uh, morgan everett the leader of the illuminati and he's like hey uh so you can just like kill page uh through this method and leave everything else down there as it is and uh my guys will go and kind of take it over and then you can join us and then you're like all right i'll give that a thought you go to sector three tracer tongs there and he says no actually you got to blow this shit up um and you're like all right i'll give that some thought too and then you go a little further, and Helios, the, like, kind of super AI that wants to merge with you, says, no, 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 actually what you want to do is merge with me. Um, and then when you get to level four, you have all those different objectives in your, like, indicator, 
and you just kind of like choose which ones you pursue because it's like it's not super involved but it's like it's slightly different things to do for each one you know you might need to like go to this terminal and like release a, a lock for you to merge with Helios or you might need to like take out these like four power sources that are um, like doing Bob Page's augmentation project um, and as you complete parts of those objectives other guys will come on your comms and be like no 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 please don't do this. We can do this this other way. And so whenever that happened, I would stop doing what I was doing and go <laughs> complete that other objective. But then when you complete those objectives, guys from other endings will come online and say, no, 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 go back to what you were doing before. So what you're saying is it took you six hours to finish the last level. It took, it took <laughs> me like one hour. Um, yeah. but just like, going back and forth and just like completely query out the last mission. And like Bob page has like two guys left in this world. Um, and then finally the last one who won was Helios. Um, Cause yeah. I felt like, you know, this would be a fun thing to do. And it would also be like a good way to kind of see what all the endings entail. Um, turns out not a whole lot. Um, no. I, I, this, this is like the VTuber ending. Uh huh. Or like you're playing like a VTuber persona who is role playing as JC, that makes sense. and this would be a this would be a great bit for like a stream of Deus yeah. Ex. We're like, okay, guys, we're gonna go do this now. Okay, there's two more things um, that I want to say uh, yeah. before we get off the subject of of Deus Ex and onto the questions. Uh, number one, there is one thing in Area 51 that I fucking love, and is kind of like an approach to these whole conspiracy theories that like. I think kind of like distills um, why I like the kind of like dumbass kitchen sink approach. Um, but I also wish that more of the game had kind of like been like this. And it's, um, you find gray aliens down there. Um, they're mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, you fired a nuke at us and you like, the grays got loose from their cages. And you can like ask this like mechanic who's working on this antimatter reactor where the grays are like, so like, is this alien technology? And he's like, uh, I mean, I don't think so. Like, they say it is, but I think that the greys are just, like, genetically engineered hairless monkeys. And you, like, ask, like, can the greys operate the reactor? Do we need to, like, worry about that? And he says, no, they're fucking monkeys! Like, even if they have super brains, like, they grew up in cages. They don't know shit about, like, a glorious alien civilization. And I feel like that type of approach to conspiracy where, like, Gray aliens are real, but they're probably just genetically engineered monkeys is like a perfect kind of like something that like Jackson and I talk about a lot is the archetype of the dumb guy genius um, mm-hmm. who who is like Hideo Kojima is a big uh, uh, kind of figure in this movement. A lot of Chris Nolan stuff, a lot of um, like early Halo stuff. Um, it's guys who love proper nouns and like being a college aged idiot who like thinks that they're the smartest philosopher in the world. And I think that like when this game is at its best story wise, it has those vibes of just like, sure. being a kid who thinks you're the smartest person in the world because like, you know, a Voltaire quote. Um, and I, I wish that more of the game was like explicitly like that. Um the last thing that I actually wanted to ask you guys is that did you have either of like the kind of semi-hidden conversations at Morgan Everett's house? Morgan Everett's house. Is that the big mansion? 
Um, it's like a decentish mansion. It's uh, you go there like in the Paris section, the Illuminati leader. Um, yeah, yeah, and you have to go like downstairs and. Yeah, yeah, you go past an aquarium to meet him. Uh, yeah. no. Did you the the place you have to get drugged to get to? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go into a subway and a guy's like, yeah. "I'm gonna put a black bag over your head and drug you." Um, did you have either any like hidden conversations in there? I don't think so. No. Okay. So there are two like hidden areas that you can find in there by just like fucking around with stuff. Um, one of them is kind of like a proto AI for Daedalus and Icarus, who end up being like the components of that Helios AI that we've been mentioning. And you can just have like another one of the oh, games. Oh like... no, I lied. I did find this. You found that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, and the other one is with, um, the, like, old head of the Illuminati. Did you guys find that guy? Yeah, you mean Mr. House from, yeah, uh, from Fallout yeah, New yeah. Vegas? Mr. Same House. guy? Same okay. guy. Same, same situation, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's like, because this is, like, technically one of the narrative choices in the game, you know? Like, like we said, this, this really is, like, a super linear game where there's not even a whole lot of, like, role-playing options, but, like... yeah. There is, um, you can find this this guy who's on, like, you know, future life support, and he's like, what's up? I'm the head of the Illuminati. Uh, my good buddy Morgan Everett is going to restore me to health at any moment now. And then Morgan's <laughs> just like... He's going to press the button. He's like, oh, no, yeah, we've had the technology to do that for decades now, but, like, I just don't want to. Um, he's, like, useful to have in this state, and uh, I just want to keep getting use out of him. And you can go back and tell him that, at which point he's like, son, I'm going to need you to turn off this infernal machine keeping me alive. Um, I believe he's supposed to be British, but like he just sounds like community theater Tennessee Williams. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's like <laughs> technically a choice there where you can like put him out of his misery or like leave him in place. Um, and because I almost ordered- killed him just for funsies, but I didn't. I killed him because he ordered me to, and he was the last person to speak to me, so... Fair enough. Uh, like, Everett <laughs> gets, like, really upset at you at that point. He's like, he was my friend! And it's like, bruh, I literally just heard you say that you're not, like, giving him a proper body because he's more useful to you this way. Yeah, you just told me you're not gonna help him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the last things that I wanted to mention. Uh, would... One thing I actually forgot uh, when you guys were talking about the people who will talk to you at the end of the game. If Paul is still alive, he'll, like, find you and he'll be like, damn, all those choices sound hard. Hope you pick something good. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's just the stupidest man alive. Damn, JC, that's tough. I'm not the main character, though, so do whatever you want. Yeah, it's so cool that um, everyone in this setting has entrusted the fate of the world to JC (laughs) Denton, the biggest idiot Would you like... Would you like to hear the canon ending? Yeah, yeah sure. I know Which about one? this that it's fucking stupid. So, I'm just going to read you from from Word of Wikipedia. When you say canon ending, this is like what leads into Deus Ex 2, Invisible War. Yes, this is the canon version of events in this game as referenced in the, the only game they've ever made that came after this yeah. game. <laughs> um. According to the events of Deus Ex Invisible War, all three endings are at least partially canonical. The official guide for Invisible War 
says, in the world of Deus Ex Invisible War, all three Deus Ex endgames happened. JC destroyed the telecommunications, telecommunications infrastructure, merged with Helios, and intended to coordinate with the Illuminati to rebuild society. However, the merger didn't go as planned, and JC Helios fell into a coma-like state. Additionally, the, um, the Illuminati lost all means of controlling nations and peoples, and JC and Paul Denton were powerless to protect governments from warlords and from the damage already done by the Majestic Twelve Shadow Government. Uh, and also, there was this thing called the Collapse because of the destruction of the telecommunications infrastructure that lasted for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. I hate it when I can't protect so, the governments from warlords. He... You do all of it, and kind of, like, half-ass all of it. <laughs> you merge with, with Helios to become a god, and you just... It doesn't work. Yeah. But one of the endings of Invisible War is that you can merge with JC and Helios, and then it works. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and then also that's just the Mass Effect ending, where you turn everybody into halvesies between Bio and uh, Synths. Yeah, I mean, the other one is where you blow up all the mass relays. Listen, that's fine. Yeah, and that's another one of those endings. Questions. There's also the temp- Templar's endings where... Yeah. yeah. Let's hear about questions. Questions? Where do people send questions? Uh, to journalupdated at gmail.com. Hannah, where do people send us questions again? Uh, it's probably by DMing or adding the Twitter post that says send us questions. That is true. That's true. I know you're doing a bit, but I just wanted to like put the other option in there. <laughs> yes. That's Nora, why are we getting emails sex. about Atlas Shrugged? Yeah, I was <laughs> going to bring this up. One of you motherfuckers put the journal updated email on a mailing list for the fucking Prager University. I assume that this is just a bot on Twitter that does this. Uh, maybe. That would make you- way more sense. You were talking about this game I guess being Libertarian, so. but I thought that you just did that on Locked. No, no, I, I assume that about... it just looks for email addresses and signs them up for this. Okay. Uh, well, it didn't happen until after we did our Bioshock episode, is the thing. That's true. Gotcha. Um, it's punishment for Dia's email about John Galt throwing it back. <laughs> Uh, great email. First email this month comes in from Alex. Hi, Molly and Nora. I've played Deus Ex many times, but this time playing it, I had a lot of pain points I don't remember having before. Graphics are chugging on my computer, probably due to the huge number of part- particle effects in large maps. And on this playthrough, I became hugely frustrated with the gameplay and began, began liberally cheating. And finally, sometimes NPCs will just be T-posing, which is a huge issue if you need to talk to them to keep playing the game. Uh, R.I.P. my playthrough in the Paris Catacombs because the hostages were unresponsive and immovable. I had that too, uh, but then that just started working after I was like standing there for a couple seconds. Also, this game is big racist, and the obsession with conspiracy theories and manufactured viruses plays very differently to me than it did ten years ago. Uh, it, was tw- it was twenty years ago. Unless you played it ten years ago, I guess. Yeah. I often tell myself that I wish that more games would exist like old Deus Ex and Thief and System Shock 2, but when I go back and play them, I find I'm not used to all the sharp edges anymore. Maybe what I really mean is I wish that people would make games that make me feel the way I did when I was a teenager sneaking around in Deus Ex, hacking cameras, and crawling in vents. 
What games are you reluctant to go back to in case the magic is gone? Uh, I don't have any. Honestly. <laughs> I, I, I am keenly aware of how bad the games I like are that are that old. Uh, and uh, mm. in some cases, enjoy them because of that. Yeah. Um, I don't typically replay games. Yeah. I uh, don't really have that fear because like, I did just go back and play Deus Ex and I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than like any modern game that's trying to do the same thing. I enjoyed it a lot more in Human Revolution, Mankind Divided, Dishonored games, etc. So um, I, I think I just genuinely kind of like the, the sharp edges type of shit. So yeah, I'm on Cloud9. I think that's fair. Did either of you encounter any weird or funny bugs? I think we've talked about those already. Yeah. Unless there's any other I, uh, other bug reports. No, I didn't get anything cool. I don't think I actually ever got any like proper bugs in the game. Um, I think it's just more of like I had those... coding oversights, like the shit where it's like if you save Paul, but then you exit out the window, mm. then he is fucked. I saw a lot of chupacabras just T-posing, sliding around the room. That happened. Pretty cool. Um. Also, did y'all uh, did your helicopter blow up? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Mine did not. Um, just because like I was waiting the whole game for that cutscene, and then it never happened, and then it blew up, and I was like, "Oh, I must have missed it." Uh, what cutscene were you waiting for? Oh my God, JC! A bomb. Yeah, you have to uh kill the mechanic based off of like a very shitty little hunch. Um, cause like when, uh, when you, well, are... he is named odd mechanic. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like when you're in, uh, Everett's house and you're like taking off from the, the roof there, um, it's like your, your helicopter pilot is like, all right, let's go JC. But you can also see a guy labeled odd mechanic walking around and like, he just acts like a weird little fucker when you talk to him. And then you can also see the body of another mechanic, like five feet away. So you're supposed to kill him, and then your pilot's like, what's up, why'd you kill that pilot? And you're like, uh, I don't know, he didn't look right. And he's like, alright, well I guess I'll check what he was working on. Oh my god, a bomb. And, you know, it's that famous oh, okay. meme moment that the Deus Ex people love. Um, I did that just because, again, like, it's, it's like, all second nature to me at this point, and just like, mm. um, but yeah, I, I think that, like, the first time I played it, um, I didn't catch the bomb and I was like absolutely like oh my god my choices are meaningful I um I just didn't kill the guy because he had already done the thing and I was like yep yeah, well this is the most obvious thing that's gonna happen whatever yeah I didn't think it was a choice like it it just seemed like yeah he's gonna die by the time I get to the end of the game that's how it is yeah it's interesting with the power of hindsight or maybe future sight mm-hmm. to contrast this with the repeat of that plot point in Human Revolution. Yeah. Um, All right, you're a re- helicopter guy. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, you have your pilot lady, and at some point, your ship gets shot down, and she's pinned there while like a bunch of guys are shooting at the yeah. ship, and. You can, if you eliminate all the enemies within a certain amount of time, save her. But I feel like most people didn't do it because it's pretty hard. Yeah, I, I, that's honestly my favorite moment in Deus Ex, just because like, uh, or mm. in in Human Revolution, um, because like 
Human Revolution is absolutely a sort of game where like you spec into one thing or you like figure out one approach that works for you and you just do that the whole time. Um, and this was like the one time where it's like, oh, you, you're doing a stealth playthrough where you just like go around with a silenced pistol. Like, no, asshole, you got to kill like 20 guys and they're all angry. Um, and like having that desperation of just like, oh, my God, I didn't prepare for this, but I have to like do this high priority thing because like a uh, young thug voice. I hate when girls die um, yeah. was probably mm-hmm. my favorite moment in that game. It's one of the two moments that I still remember to this day. So, yeah. you know. Um, uh, last question from Alex is, if someone actually made another Deus Ex game, would you prefer that it lean away from conspiracy stuff or lean even further in? Um, I don't know that I care. I would want it to lean further in just because, like, I I would love to see how, like, fucked up and cancelable they could get. I would much rather have, <laughs> like, some weird-ass fucking offensive game that, like, tells you that the COVID vaccine is going to, like, you know, keep you from getting... you. Yeah, it's microchipping you. It's stopping you from getting pregnant. It's, it's doing yeah. all that. Then, like, you know, just something that like i it's so fucking weird like this is also something that like i remember um going back to this game really appreciating is just how off the wall and varied the shit is in this game as far as like the conspiracy soup that we've been talking about and like human Mm -hmm. revolution and mankind divided is just like augmentation 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 Um, And it's like, that's the only issue that anyone's talking about. There is like conspiracy stuff going on in the background, but it's also like tangential to like the the main kind of like thematic thrust of the game. And they can't shake the boat too much because they're all exactly because they're cowards. Um, But like doing something further on in the future that kind of like takes 2021 conspiracies the way that like this game takes 90s conspiracies would be like incredibly fucking offensive no matter how way like how you like shake it but like i think it would be more interesting and memorable for me than just like something that's kind of like safe and and like removed which like of course that very understandably means that they'll never make it but, like, you know, if, if I can, like, wave the magic wand, then, like, oh, yeah, I want them to get canceled for doing, like, the... I want <laughs> I, I want them to, like, come you under fire from Sandy Hook parents because they, like, had a completely, like, poorly thought out mission about, like, false flag shootings. Yeah, sure. Um, do you um, want me to read the next I, one? Oh, okay, go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna say... Look, I think conspiracy stuff is perfectly, like, good fun sometimes, but none of it is going to hold a candle to Assassin's Creed, okay? (laughs) That was the big one that I got into first. The Assassin's Creed stuff is just exactly what you said with, like, dumb guy genius brain poles. Yeah. Um, I, I love that stuff way more than illuminati stuff and the sort of like the stuff that this game is pulling from uh and also like assassin's creed stuff is mostly original and like made up for that story uh 
which which hits it a little differently. Yeah. I also like that was my first one of those, so I'll, I'll always have a fondness for um all of the world leaders in World War Two were all Templars. Yeah. They were all on the same side, actually. Um and stuff like that. Uh, do you want to read the next email, Molly? Yeah, from May. Um, she writes, Hey, I've heard the System Shock Deus Ex Prey lineage referred to as 0451 games, since System Shock uses a 0451 password at one point as a tribute to Fahrenheit 451. I know it's one of the staples of high school literature classes, but I was never required to read it, so is that book any good? Uh, I couldn't tell you either, friend. Couldn't tell you. It's not. There we go. <laughs> Ask right. answered. I think... I think Autumn said it was bad. Yeah, I point. think we were talking about it in the group chat. Uh, just watch Equilibrium starring Christian Bale instead. <laughs> Noted. Yeah, that was, I'd say that in response to most emails. <laughs> uh, the last... And Sean Bean is a treat. The last email is just about the window thing uh, from Salamancor. Uh, the Paul uh, with window? Paul. Yeah, no, the Paul okay. window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there is there uh, any DMs? Salamancor also says, "Remember anyway? Remember when games just gave you three different endings you could choose from, and none of your other decisions had any impact on up to that point? Glad we don't have games still pulling that anymore." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't make me think about Mass Effect. Everybody, stop it! I'm tired of thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have blocked. to think about it by proxy blocked, blocked, next blocked. year. Next year is... I, we will be saying the words Bioware next year as my prediction. Oh, no, we're definitely doing Dragon Age, for sure. I yeah. I know this, yeah, you yeah. know this, we all know this, it's fine, whatever. We didn't say this to each other. No, we haven't said it to each other so explicitly, much, but, but we all know. We all know. Next year is the year of Dragon Age. It is the Dragon Age. The Dragon Age year. Thay Day. Year year of the Dragon Age. Not Year of the Dragon, because it's probably not the Year of the Dragon yet. I have no fucking idea. Um are we done here? Is that everything? I don't see any DMs. Okay. Uh, I think we uh, had a question. Let me just check notification. Yeah, we had a question on the replies to the journal update tweet. That's the only one that I can see, so Okay, I I don't oh, have yeah, the tweet yeah, yeah. pull up. Um, we have a uh, post from Turtleant. Uh, so, what augment you want? You think they bothered to make augments in the Deus Ex universe for like managing diabetes, or just skip straight to Armblades and Octocamo? Oh, it's definitely Armblades Octocamo. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There's probably like one guy saying, "Hey, we can use this to like make spleens." Yeah, but, and everybody's like, "Shut the fuck know. up, Todd." That is the one thing that I like about um, the um, human revolutions kind of like way of handling the story is that like it's very clear there that um, augmentations are something that like could be this like sea change for humanity and could like help everyone and bring us to another world. But like, no, fuck you. Like the rich are going to get richer off of them. Like they're going to tell like workers like. Oh yeah, by the way, um, you need to have these augs to be competitive now, and also you're gonna need to buy this, like, drug to stop your body from rejecting those, so, like, 
we're just going to create even more of a two-tier system where like we're immortal gods and you just have to like you know pay amazon 50 dollars in order to use your arms every month yeah yeah um if you're wondering about the things we the the video games that we have mentioned by name in this episode and the one that we didn't, it's because nobody played that last Deus Ex game. <laughs> it might as well have not. Hannah come played out. Mankind Divided. She mentioned it on this podcast. When during uh, the podcast? Yeah, I think I did. I don't remember hearing the. F- yeah, I don't yeah. remember that at all. Hannah um, mentioned it for sure. That's right. Um, yeah, it's it's not great. It's very much like just. Uh, using the the kind of mechanical systems from Human Revolution and just mm. not really adding much else. Um, the thing about um, Mankind Divided that made me not interested in it is I didn't like playing uh, Human Revolution very much at all. Yeah, I feel that. Mostly, it was mostly the boss fights. I'll be honest, it was mostly the boss fights. Fucking terrible. That's fair. Um, I had a weird reaction. <laughs> this is a. a one last tangent, which is, um, the first time I played Dishonored, I wished it played more like Human Revolution because I got so you used to fool! the person cover. <laughs> I wish the Corvo could put it, go hop into cover so I could see the enemies. Absolute fool. I was a fool. All right. We got one more question. Uh, Hannah, do we? Yeah. I'm seeing one right here. Again, I don't have the tweet, so one of y'all has to read, read it. I can read it for you. <laughs> oh. Just, yeah. I can read it if you want. Go for it. Endgame choice in the OG Deus Ex, one of the most consequential choices in gaming history. Illuminati versus anarcho-primitivism versus merger with AI. Which is best? Hmm. I don't think that Tracer Tong knows what anarcho-primitivism is. He just wants feudalism again. Yeah. I I will say that, like, kind of like I mentioned, I think that none of these are, like, good endings in a real way. Like, no. I think that mm-hmm. it's a shitty list of options, and it's, it's like, letting some kind of, like, uh, you oh. know, awful immiseration continue happening. And I think it's really from this, like, cynical perspective of, like, Aren't I so smart for understanding that the world is fucked? That being said, Merge with AI is the best ending because it's the one where it's like, if I squint really hard at it, then it looks a little bit like Marxism-Leninism. Whereas like, <laughs> because I'm the one fusing? Yeah, no, if I'm fusing and like, you know, the, the Helios becomes Leninist, then it's like, cool, we did it. But... The- the one yeah, other... anarcho parentivism oh, you know, bullshit. It's going to end up in like where um, they ended up in like twenty years anyway. So cool, you bought people twenty years of living under feudalism before they return to like corporate feudalism. That's pretty sick. I and just wanted bit... to blow up the earth because it was funny. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm... here's the <laughs> thing. Like, I don't think that this is a choice that's like worth respecting enough that like. I, oh yeah, I, I don't think you're judging judge it by you. any means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. That was the funniest one, so we just dumped this whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um. um but yeah. There's the conversation that you have with the prototype mm-hmm. AI. Um. But I think, kind of, gestures at something that I think 
the people making the game might actually believe, which is that, like, humanity, like, conflict and pain and, uh, like, violence and a, a cyclical violence is inherent to people. Um, and the way that the game sees that as, like, this is the ultimate, like, sin that humanity has to bear. And that is why we need a new god to, like, be exist above human inclinations. Yeah. Um, which is so, like, such a weird way to spin that to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we will keep doing tangents forever unless we... Declare that this has been the pod. Uh, yeah, it has. Um, Hannah, where can we find you, you on the internet? You can find me online at Hannah Yolo at twitter.com. That's H A N N A H Y O L E A U. You can find my other podcast, or I guess I'm just guessing on this one, my actual podcast. Um, Do Not Steal, an original podcast, an original character podcast. Uh, sorry, it's late and I've been recording for a while. Yeah, it's okay. uh, you can find that on the Abnormal Mapping Network. It is a listen podcast. to Do Not Steal. It's so good. It's really fucking good. It's really, good. It's really fucking good. And um, I don't know which is coming out first, if it is this or the next Do Not Steal episode. But uh, Nora's on the next Do Not Steal, so uh, anticipate that if it's not out as you're listening to this, and go listen to it if it is out. I got a bad feeling about That's this. Right. Is yeah. We're talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Star Wars RPG. I believe this will go up first, uh, based on our previous schedules. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are the vanguard leading the way. And we're coming in back uh, with a stealthy approach. Mm-hmm. Just like in Deus Ex. Just like, just like Molly, in Deus Ex. If, if somebody wanted to... Uh, Snelthily follow you on Big fucking pardon? What did you just say? <laughs> if if I'm trying to I'm trying to theme it, you know? If somebody wanted to um get your new your If you wanted to find me online, you could find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a (laughs) Y-E-E-R. Where would people direct their Echelon 4 surveillance networks at? There you go. Okay. You can find me uh, on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y-E-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com on Eidolon Playtest and Totally Reprise. Um, You can also find me over uh, on the Amory score on the Abnormal Mapping Network, uh, where Jackson and I are slowly, slowly, slowly reading through Year of the Black Rainbow by Coheed and Cambria. Um, I think that's it for me. Nora, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me online on Twitter at neither Nora. You can find stuff I've done at norablake.online. You can... um, You can listen to my podcasts that I remember all of. ExportAudio.com? Um, ex- no, we don't have that. Oh, you don't? No, we have ExportAud.io. Oh, right. Um, that takes you to the Patreon, where you can listen to all the different podcasts we make. We're starting a new one called Bag End Book Club that goes out tomorrow as we record uh, for patrons. And uh, if you're not a patron, 
then it'll go out the next Sunday on the 5th on the public feed. That's me, Jackson M., and Autumn reading The Hobbit, and then Lord of the Rings, and then Silmarillion. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. yeah. The other one I was going to say... Tension Duelists? There's a, I thought I swear I had one that was more relevant to what we were talking about, but I cannot for the life of me remember. But Attention Duelist is my Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast I make with Olivia. Uh, Rush It Radio is my Mega Man podcast I make with Curly. It's getting to be that time of year again. So, Rooster Teeth, Balls in Your Core, new season of Newbie might be coming to the export audio as well. Um, and in the next couple of weeks, keep your ears peeled. For the next, for the newest, uh, the War in Our Stars, which is uh, my Star Wars book club podcast, we're reading The Last Command. Um, and speaking of book clubs, that's my third book club podcast, Ars Arcanum. We uh, just finished reading Elantris. This is our uh, Brandon Sanderson uh, podcast. We finished Elantris, and we're now we're just going to read the short story. And some other supplementary stuff. And then we can finally leave all that shit behind and read Mistborn yeah. as God intended. I know I already said this on uh, the Do Not Steal episode that we recorded, but I cannot stress it off. The guy who is on Ars Arcanum sounds really hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 It's true. Um, He's my husband, guys. That's why I'm saying it. I'm being normal. <laughs> you got me. I didn't know. Mm, Molly. You know. I knew. I knew. Yeah. It's time once more to declare this journal. It's updated. updated. I forgot all of the words. You, you have, you have been forgetting it. a lot of words tonight. We got to get you out of here. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> I had four and a half hours of sleep Doing last a night. Stealth tactical insertion into Nora's house and tucking her into bed. Oh, I'm shit. stopping this podcast. Peace. Good night, everybody. to FEMA should be finalized within the week. I've already discussed the matter with the Senator. I take it he was agreeable? Oh, yes. Has he been infected? Oh, yes. I hope you're not underestimating oh, the yes. problem. When I mentioned that we could put him on the priority list for the Ambrosia vaccine, he was desperate. This play, the rioting, is intensifying to the point where we may not be able to contain it. Why contain it? It's cool. 